Yes, it's time again for uh, Tech Plus. We finally got to the studio. It's been uh, quite difficult. Our taxis. <laughs> sorry, Kane. I'm sorry I'm late, man. My taxi. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Something about not wanting to drive here. <laughs> Nobody wanted to pick me up. But anyway, here we are now. <laughs> Robbed. Yes. And it's been another interesting week for tech. Uh, it's quite early in August, so a lot can still happen. Elon is just losing his mind. I'm sorry to say that. There's no way this man knows what he's doing. I'm just <laughs> really sorry. Uh, you saw what happened with that sign. He put this massive X that was flashing yes. and uh, causing people to have epileptic fits. Well, I think for anyone that doesn't know, he obviously changed Twitter's name from yes. Twitter to X. Yes. And then day one or two of that happening, they just started, they started taking, at the Twitter headquarters in San Francisco, <laughs> they started taking the Twitter sign down they got about one third of the way and then they were stopped by people. And then two or three days go by and then all of a sudden there's this big X on top of the And it's the flashing. Building. It's like going crazy like disco lights. Well, you know, I watched a couple videos and the first few videos I watched, I thought, you know, this X isn't so bad. It's like it's a bit bright, but it's really high up in the air, you know. It's like yeah, a 70 story building. Yeah, but they were like flats just across the road. Well, then a guy took his phone and he and he put instead of pointing it at the Tesla X or I mean the the Twitter X sign, he pointed it at the building facing it. Mm. And because of the flash this whole building illuminated and de-illuminated yep. with one second in between. It yep. looked like it could cause epilepsy. It exactly. So exactly. And I think there was actually a chick living in that building across uh, the headquarters. And she said she is not even going to bother complaining about it because she knows Elon will buy the flat that she's living in the whole <laughs> and she, put the X sign in there she will she knows he will buy the whole block of flats and put her out just to prove a point I don't know if he's a bully like that but uh, yeah anyway so eventually the X got taken down they had no permit and whatever so the X is gone now so he needs to try something else now apparently while the X was up there they wouldn't even let building inspectors up and stuff because they were saying that it's just a temporary signage for an event or something like that. No, that was quite a solid structure there. It looked very permanent. No. And, you know, it, it always makes me a little bit sad because everyone kind of, you know, if anyone's taking some big risks at the moment and doing some pretty big stuff, it's probably Elon Musk. And I feel like a lot of the journalism force across the world is really taking the opportunity to, to really try and nail him to the wall, you know. And then he goes and does stuff like this and makes it that much easier. <laughs> and then there was also a tweet. I don't know if... Can you still say a tweet? What do you call it now? We, we haven't decided yet. Hey, He sent out an X and he said uh, that uh, people must stop white genocide in South Africa following uh, Julius Malema's uh, struggle that. song. And he said to the president, he tagged him and he said, what are you doing about it? I don't think the president even responded. I don't think so, no. Nah, I wouldn't expect him to. No, and it's kind of, you don't really see Elon get too involved in the essay politics of it all. But yeah, no, it was, I mean, it definitely got attention. And I think that was the core purpose of that little exercise was to get media coverage. And yeah, media of course. coverage they got. Eh? Yeah, that's what they wanted, I guess. So that's not, remember when Telcom and Rain were going to broker a deal together? Remember that? Rain Mobile yes. and Telcom were like That's going it. to merge. Yeah, yeah. But I, I believe Telcom and MTN were also in a merger discussion. 
So when Rain announced that they're in a discussion with Telcom, then MTN said, you know, they don't want to be a part of this this deal that's going on while they're trying to negotiate a deal. So they're also pulling out. And then Telcom was kind of left with a situation where MTN didn't want to discuss anything further with them because they were in discussions with Rain. So they terminated discussions with Rain and then tried to get back into communications with MTN. I don't know what happened after all of it, but the CEO of Telcom has explained why the Rain deal broke down. And for anyone that was interested, I mean, the, the real, you know, if you break it down, the only real r- reason could potentially be that they they differ their opinion of how much each of them were worth differed. So because they couldn't find level footing in terms of their own evaluations, their deal just didn't go through. Which is crazy, eh? I mean, they didn't even get to the juicy part about discussing the deal. Just on the basis alone that they couldn't both agree on what each other were worth, they terminated the deal. So no deal. But it just, I don't know, it's just funny when you see two massive companies like almost part ways on a childish you know, it's like yeah. kind of like a childish kind of. It level. is, yeah. You, know? I, yeah. you can't see eye to eye about how much each of you are worth. Like the one guy will take the, the yeah. owl and say, "I'm worth less than I really am." Yeah. You know, so I don't know. It, it's it's politics, eh? In Do you remember Telco Mobile's first name? No. Oh, Ata. Well done. I remember that. I still have an old Ata SIM card or modem. That it's a little uh, USB modem. That was a good name. That was a massive uh, brand campaign for that. Uh, they must have spent millions on that a to lot. get it the yeah. name out. I mean, it was everywhere. It was. Even the beach festivals, you would see the umbrella with the Ata logo and on. And they had good colors and it just worked Yeah, really there well. was this, I think it was this pink, white. Even pink made me white. want an Ata SIM. Yeah. I was like. They're just the, the brand was on point. Just like Cell C back in the day when Cell C was still good remember those awesome ad campaigns they had do you think ata was a good name yeah well in south africa you know because yeah. that's a way of greeting people and it and it worked on it's like hate ata and it was an alternative yeah. language ATA. So i feel like it was a very good approach here's something very interesting we know what twitter's new name is it's x but when when elon musk originally partnered with the guys that were failing paypal and he basically two companies merged together that Elon became the CEO <laughs> of and that's how PayPal was created and Musk was very certain that PayPal should be called x.com mm. but the councillor the, the the chairman and uh, the rest of the board didn't like that idea because they felt X.com was very closely associated to the adult industry and they didn't feel like uh, having a... It sounds like it. Yeah, and having a payment provider, <laughs> a payment processor, you know, that sounds like an adult industry. X, might not, yeah. Might not, X might not mark the spot, <laughs> you know. But that didn't seem to stop him from trying to change Twitter to X. And let me ask you, do you really think if PayPal was called X.com, do you think they would have been as successful as they were today? Do you think they would have been more successful? Good question. Do, I don't know if it I would have know. influenced it. I felt Mm-mm. like it solved a very real problem. Yeah. That people would have gone there regardless of the name because they wanted to solve the problem. Um, which is to be able to pay people back and forth. I mean, when PayPal came out, it was a big breakthrough because it meant that I could sell you something. And if I didn't fulfill my end of the bargain and we're in different towns, you can get your money back. There's buyer's protection. Yeah, It was a massive advantage. And I've even had situations where, you know, I I received an amount of money and then someone on the other line who, because on PayPal is also pretty cool because if I need to pay you $500 and I only have $200, it will charge my card. The remainder, the outstanding amount, 
right? And if you go to your bank and you say, you know, I don't think I'm intended for this transaction to take place, the bank the bank can actually cancel the order, mm-hmm. right? Which will reverse the money that you've just received on PayPal. So you'll be left in a negative balance. And you can actually start a conversation with PayPal and communicate with them and get that money back. There's not many... There's not many situations that work like that. Most times if you get scammed in a, in a phishing scam or a fake item listing online on Gumtree or OLX and you go to the bank and you say, I didn't mean to EFT this money, they might not be able to help you. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes when that money's out, it's gone, it's gone. That's it. You know, so PayPal was a, was a great invention. And now seeing Elon basically say, well, I'm just going to take what I had in terms of my idea for X.com in 1999 and I'm going to apply it now to Twitter. And it's crazy to see how many people are just telling him, like, it didn't work then, why would it work now? But why won't it work now? Why having a social media platform that's also a payment processor, meaning I can find you on Twitter, I can buy things from you, I can... It's like me, it's like you having a Facebook business, but I can... You have a Facebook business, you build websites. I can go to your Facebook page, see your Facebook business, and buy one of your websites while... And I haven't even left Facebook. Mm. You could then fail to deliver my website three weeks later i can complain and because that money is held in escrow within this the same platform that money can be returned to me now tell me that is invaluable maybe there's even um, credit providers registered credit providers that will move on to twitter uh, move on to twitter or x.com where you can actually go to twitter or x.com and get a loan Mm. Because you have good credit, because you have active subscriptions running on Twitter. Ah, yeah. It is crazy. It is crazy what he's trying to build. And it's but, just mad to me that so many people have, you know, the worst to say about it. Yeah. But they don't know uh, what you said here uh, right now. Mm. I don't think they see the bigger picture. But I also saw in the news this week that Elon, uh, he, the brand, Twitter, actually lost billions in, in its worth. What it's worth. In its value. Because of this rebrand now. Oh, yeah. Like, it lost, like, something, I think, 80 billion or 80 million dollars in, 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 in its actual worth, its value. Yeah. After the rebrand. It, it really can. So, that, that happens. But, you know, there's also this conception. Is it a misconception? I don't know. Where people think that if you rebrand something, it's going to save the company. And you know who did that this week? Who? DSTV. They rebranded. New logo. And DSTV now, the streaming service is called DSTV Stream now. Damn. DSTV Stream. New logo, everything. Just total rebrands. You can now get all the packages on the TV for, you know, just for streaming. But they've done it already. But now they've got like options like 49 Rand extra a month. And you can get all the latest movies from box office. Extra 100 Rand a month and you can have two people streaming at the same time. So they're really going into the streaming Great. thing now. And I must say, their actual, I saw the whole brochure of this new switch to DSTV Stream on the 1st of August. And it actually looks attractive. Really? Yeah. That's a first. That's I think really good. They, I think, you know, to save the company, this rebrand could work. Well, did you know, I wonder how much, what do you think the starting cost is going to be? If you want DSTV streaming or something, do you, do you have a price on your hand? Uh, it depends on the package. Do you mm. want the full package? I wonder what it starts at. Yeah, no, it's like cheap. There's uh, once I think uh, forty nine rand a month. Really? Eh? Yeah. So the prices aren't bad, eh? Because one thing that I was going to speak about today that I don't think a lot of people know is you know Netflix, um, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Showmax. They all have a mobile version. 
like a yes. mobile subscription plan that you can you know for less than 50 rand a month you can actually have disney plus and netflix and showmax on your phone for less than 50 rand you know which it could be up to a third of the price so there's a little comparison here that my broadband did on um disney plus netflix prime video and showmax's various uh mobile package offerings and it looks like and you said you can go for as little as 49 rand on yeah DSTV i think stream. so so as far as i can see here for showmax it starts at 39 rand and it can go up to 225 rand per month with sport yeah um then with something like um prime video which is your amazon prime video they are starting at about 29 rand a month not too really not too bad but for 59 rand a month it includes three gigabytes of data per month as long as you have a vodacom number which is really not bad. Did you see this a month and you get three gigs. For um, Netflix, you, it's 49 Rand a month. There's nothing else. And uh, for Disney Plus, one starts at 49 Rand a month, which will include 500 megabytes of MTM streaming data. Because I teamed up with MTM this yes. week. I saw that, yeah. Or 60 Rand a month. So 50 Rand a month will get you 500 megabytes of streaming data plus your Disney Plus subscription. But for 60 Rand a month, it will get you 2 gigabytes of MTN streaming data and your Disney Plus. That's, that's really not a bad price. That if you're just using your phone, and remember, there are I think I read a stat there are 66 million phones active in South Africa. Wow, mobile phones. Yep. So if one, if an average person owns two phones, then that means 30 million people in South Africa could own a phone. It's more like one in every three people after you really average it out. So it's more mm-hmm. like 20 million people in South Africa own a phone. So I wanted to know if DSTV will come up with a mobile package bundle because that's the... Look, when you're making money from streaming, it's not going to be from the wealthier households. It's going to be from the the millions of people who still don't own a smartphone yet. But you know what? I think they did because I remember seeing on their website at all these options. So then you can select for your TV, for your uh, tablet mm. or your phone. So there must be a, a one for your phone. I think so. So they finally they finally woke up. And before we go on the music break, you know who's also making a big move on the mobile, smaller person customer? Uh, no, I don't know. Uber Eats. Oh, okay. Uber Eats. They're investing 200 million rand on a Gauteng Township expansion. Oh, Uber nice. Eats. Okay. Yo. So they will invest 200 million to expand its food delivery service um, to townships in Gauteng with the aim of creating 2,000 jobs for delivery people and adding 700 more restaurants to its platform. So the commitment forms part of a three-year memorandum of understanding or MOU with the Gauteng Department of Economic Development to implement the Township Development Act. Quoted by Uber saying, this investment is an ongoing effort which will go towards hardware training campaigns and account support. The initiative will be rolled out in phases over the course of the next three years. By March 2024, Uber Eats is aiming to onboard 200 merchants and 150 delivery staff. It's really cool to see an international company as big as Uber Eats directly investing a quarter of almost a quarter of a billion rand in townships. And that's what I said, you know, there are so many people who don't have smartphones. There's so many people in townships that aren't using mobile money services, that aren't using delivery services, that aren't using restaurant delivery services, grocery delivery services, even take a lot delivery services. If you can if you can onboard those individuals, someone like Uber Eats would be very attracted to that 
to that because that's that's millions of more customers so if they do their stuff right they could onboard millions more customers make a massive footprint and ultimately secure the market share in that in that area we'll see what 200 million rand will really do over three years but we need more we need more like that right we really do townships can definitely evolve and uh, this is the kind of services that they need not uh, you're right you know, not some some random handout they need jobs being created they need to have a taste of this kind of economy this this mobile money economy that's 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 where the good stuff is and now it's time for music break talking about good stuff here's some music Sometimes, so I gotta clear my mind. That's my favorite kind of night. Now I'm 
Now at a bar, I met this girl through a friend of a friend. We started dancing to web, and now I can't pretend to play it cool. Might be a fool, but I don't want it to end. No, no, I don't want it to end. Oh, it's last call, baby. I don't want to go home. They turn the lights on. You pull in and give me one more. I got the feeling of you kissing me. Stuck in my head. I let you break my heart. If I can see you, can I see you again? She looked at me and then she said, I've called the cabbage on the I'm glad we had just one night Wish it would turn into five But I'd have happy tonight Oh, it's last call, baby I don't wanna go home They turn the lights on You put in and give me one more I got the feeling of you kissing me Stuck in my head I'd let you break my heart If I could see you, can I see you This girl through a friend of a friend We started dancing to rapper Can't play it cool, such a fool But I don't want it to end No, no, I don't want it to end Oh, it's last call, baby I don't want to go home They turn the lights on You put in and give me one more I got the feeling of you kissing me Stuck in my head I let you break We're back on uh, Tech Plus. If you just joined us, hello to you and uh, welcome. It's Young with you and uh, also Kane, and we are discussing this week's biggest tech stories. Kane, uh, just before uh, the break, we spoke about Uber. Did you see Bolt launched uh, a new car? Oh, no. Like a new car that you can drive, like they can pick you up in. It's called the Bajaj Cute. Oh no, it's but got one of those names that make me It's a, nervous. What a quadricycle. Oh no, it's a quadricycle. Yes. What is that? I, well, it's some kind, you know, like you have a bicycle? Yeah. Well, this is a quad, quad, I don't know how to pronounce it, quadricycle. Because a tricycle has three wheels, a quad, a quad bike has four wheels. Yeah, so, so it's the, basically, it's basically a bike with a roof over uh, and four wheels. Now, it's a quadricycle. It costs under 200 rand to fill it up with a tank of petrol. Wow. So it's full. And it's currently only available in a few areas in Joburg, but a wider rollout is expected. And they only just announced the news this week about this new ride. If you just, I think it's only for short distance, you know. Okay. And uh, it wasn't out. And I saw an image a couple of days later where one of these... Uh, quadricycles or, or, or as they call it the Bajaj Cute was uh, actually it toppled over it was just 
<laughs> it was just lying there in the road and, and people had to pick it up again. Oh, so I, I'm not too sure how safe that is. But obviously very economic if you can spend 200 Rand to fill up oh, yeah. the entire thing with petrol. Well, you know? it's, uh, 200 Rand sounds really cheap, but if it only, but if it only takes you 100 meters, it's not actually that cheap. So, <laughs> but, uh, I'd, rather, the range? I'd rather fall down on my bicycle instead of that thing. You know what I saw the other over. day as well? I saw a delivery. I saw Spa's food delivery services coming online now you know like your checkers 60 and 60 yes woolies dash that's it and now spa what would you what was it what i can't remember what it's called it would have been cool if they called it spa super quick yeah something like that oh know? they were they were super quick because you know, it's like almost them. like super spa super spa super quick oh no then, like but that. then the tire place will sue them oh yeah <laughs> tire, <laughs> yeah super so quick they uh, had like yeah. a, a tuck tuck looking thing like yeah. a three-wheeler with the whole like it's kind of looking <laughs> yeah, feel. This thing is almost like that, but it's got four wheels. <laughs> I think it one ups more by adding yeah. an additional wheel. <laughs> but I it doesn't mean, look very safe. I wouldn't drive in that thing in a storm, I no, tell you. No, I mean, the three wheelers arguably less, you know, <laughs> carrying too many two liters of milk and that thing will turn over. <laughs> exactly. No, that's crazy cool. I like it. I hope <laughs> I get to see one one day. Me too. Speaking of things I hope I get to see. Remember we spoke about Starlink in South Africa? The long lost dream of South Africans. Well, it's not a long lost dream so much anymore because I've recently come upon some information that that makes me feel like Starlink is a lot more established in South Africa than I thought it was. But not because of a Starlink reason. Starlink is actually not available in South Africa. On paper, Starlink is not available in South Africa and it has South Africa on a low priority list. And the way its priority works is like high priority is like they'll face little to no restrictions from regulations, compliance and licensing. Uh, medium priority is like they'll face some restrictions that may have some long term impact, but ultimately it's probably not a big deal. And then low priority is like there's a lot of restrictions. Now, the restrictions that South Africa has placed on Starlink, I don't have any problems with. I actually agree on it. It, it requires that 30% of the business be owned from owned by groups of people that were previously disadvantaged you know not just color or gender it's it's specific if you weren't you know if you if you had a if you were you know previously disadvantaged and in any way shape or form yeah. you are part of that 30 percent. which is yeah. pretty sad that starlink doesn't consist of at least 30 percent of those individuals mm. you know that is because if if it was 30 percent woman owned then it would meet the minimum criteria. So it's not a very high mark. So it's not, it's, I'm actually proud that South Africa stopped someone like Starlink on, on such a high. It's actually something to be proud of, not hmm. something to be ashamed of. Yeah. Um, that being said, though, there's a number of South Africans that already have Starlink. Apparently, um, one of the companies called, uh, called ISPIT Alisi, Northern Cape based, they allow their, they on behalf of their customers, they can actually buy these Starlink kits. So the only way you can get Starlink in South Africa now is to actually buy one of the Starlink kits, which is the satellite and the dish, um, over, over internationally, overseas. You can't purchase in South Africa, so you have to buy it like in Rwanda or Europe or USA or... Okay, where do you put it? Anywhere outside of South Africa. Well, first you have to buy it and it has to get delivered to you and then it has to go through import duties and import fees. And then it can arrive with you, arrive at your door. And then you would put it anywhere because the Starlink satellite, you just put it outside, it starts up, it finds where to look, and there you go. You've got a 10 meg, 100 meg a second internet connection anywhere in the world. 
Um, so that particular service is called roaming. So yes. they this this South African company f- purchases the Starlink kits, purchases mm-hmm. the the monthly subscription, and makes sure it's roaming all for their customer. And there's a few businesses around South Africa that do it. And just that company alone has two thousand six hundred Starlink customers. Wow. Meaning two thousand at least two thousand six hundred people as of the thirty first of July twenty twenty three currently are using Starlink. Wonder how much they're paying per month in About Rand. About a thousand eight hundred Rand per month for the residential service and roaming activated. So I just want to make sure do they actually send the satellite to South Africa? Your satellite version, yeah. Yeah. And it's like major. And you just pointed up. It's about the fifth the size of a DSTV satellite. Okay. Maybe a sixth of the size. It's small. It's like, it goes on, it can fit on a table. And it has its own geo-positioning and it boots up and looks in the air and looks around and finds its satellite. And there you go. You've got super fast internet, low latency anywhere in the world. Super cool. Wish we had it here. The kit itself is 15,000 rand. Ish. So, you know, you're in for 16,700 Rand month it's one. It's quite an uh, investment. But I yes. mean, it, yeah, it's a good investment, but I'm just thinking, does it ever go down? Is it totally foolproof? I don't think it's totally foolproof. I definitely think it can go down. I think the longer Starlink is around, the less likely it is to go down. I think it's more reliable than other services, but I think it's the most reliable when you're in a region which is usually un- inaccessible to internet. Mm. Meaning, if yeah, you, you're right. If Instead you, of battling with signal, and, yeah, yeah, there's very little internet solutions that you can pay for that will allow you to go from your house into the car and you still have internet. Go from your car into a boat and you still have internet, and then go from mm-hmm. one country to another country over the ocean and still have internet. True. And then go into some super rural area that is you're the only person in 150 kilometers square radius and still have internet. I'm just wondering, you know when the weather is really bad? Yeah. And you have DSTV. What yeah. happens? When the weather sometimes it can be haywire, hey? <laughs> the signal goes away and it says no signal or scrambled. If even if it rains it's really hard. It you don't need hail or anything. So there goes the satellite link. And I mean that link that DSTV dish is also looking up, you know? Yeah. So I'm just wondering if I think it's called that phenomenon is called rain rain fade. Mm. I'm just wondering, it affects even the internet dishes that you have on your roof. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, obviously it will affect this connection as well then, if the weather is really bad in, you know, in... I think that's a very good observation. I think that's, that's, you're probably right. I think it it definitely... Will do something. It doesn't not influence it. Yeah, it will do something. I think in the case of DSTV versus Starlink and specifically the satellite infrastructure... Uh, my first hint is if you look at like a DSTV satellite dish, it's much bigger than something like a Starlink satellite mm-hmm, dish, which mm-hmm. makes me feel like the actual DSTV satellite is in geostationary orbit much higher than that of a Starlink satellite. I think Starlink satellites are notoriously low Earth orbit satellites, so they're orbiting very low down. So you're the distance between your home and the Starlink satellite and the distance between your home and the DSTV satellite are much greater. So I think when you have such a larger difference in distance that needs to be traveled and a fixed position, there's not like 10 or 20 DSTV satellites floating around. That's why your DSTV satellite, when it's installed, is is installed in a fixed position. Yeah. It doesn't move around to find any not satellites. Not at all. Yeah. So... I think two 
two things play a role for Starlink. I think one, the distance between the, your satellite and the, the, the station and the satellite that's orbiting are much shorter distance than the DSTV. I okay. think additionally, because there's more likely a number of Starlink satellites available above you, not just one, in the event that your connection is worsened significantly by some sort of weather anomaly, it is very likely that that satellite dish that you have will reposition to a better connection, which is something that a DSTV satellite would be incapable of doing. And You're I think right. Because you Good can just point. do those two little things, you'll see a lot less. I don't think you will not notice it. I think you can experience weather-based you know, yeah. phenomenon. We have a storm like we had last weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But it will blow away, I think. That even affected my fixed line. <laughs> did it? <laughs> no, but it, could, oh. it would have been funny if it did. Oh, okay. Yeah. The fiber, when it goes down, it goes down so randomly, even yeah. in nice weather. But it lasts in the storms. That's what I like. I've had times when my fiber like breaks down in the most strangest of ways. Yeah. Like I've had my computer tells me there's absolutely no internet connection. So I can't access anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm still connected via LAN cable. So I'll send a message on on my phone that is connected to the internet via WhatsApp. My computer that says I don't have internet connection will receive the message on WhatsApp. But it can't go on YouTube, it can't go on Facebook, it can't That's go on anything. It's funny. How does it come through? I don't know. So somewhere it, it just trickles through. <laughs> somewhere it gets through the firewall or something. Yes. I don't know. Wow, that's interesting. I don't know, but it's very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, and then next we're taking a look at... Um, Amazon. Let's 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 just take the deep dive and talk about AI for a second. Of you know course, it's coming. No, there's got to be a, an it. AI section in every show, I reckon. Yeah. And it's funny that you say exactly that because this first article is is so down that direction. Amazon has said that every single Amazon team is actively working on generative AI right now as we speak. That's what the CEO just announced, Andy Jassy, um, said in the Thursday's earning call to basically underscore just how much the company is investing in artificial intelligence. When I read about this, I, I, had, a re- I had like a little reminiscent moment where I thought back to Mark Zuckerberg and his big metaverse push. Mm-hmm. I remember, it was probably about a year or two ago, he, he was under a lot of scrutiny because his investors were saying, you wasted your time on the metaverse, you should have been focusing on dun dun da yeah. AI. Mm. And that was two years ago. Uh-huh. And all the expansion has been in the last six months. So someone somewhere knew something about something. Yeah. And I just stopped for You're a second. Right. I thought, I wonder what happened if, if what would have happened if, um, if Mark Zuckerberg had focused on AI as much as he did the metaverse. Mm. Because I think personally, my opinion is that the metaverse will become possible because of how well we can utilize AI to erect massive systems even if it's a digital system. Whereas here, he was trying to build that metaverse without the utilization of AI. I'll give you an example. With image generation, now a designer could take a week to make an image. Now, one day can go by and you can have 500 images. But if it's the same for 3D assets and you're building a metaverse and you need it to be a place where you can put your, your headset on and travel into a different world, you need a lot of designers you need a lot of assets you need a lot of space you need a lot of technology you need a lot of coders you need all of this stuff and i think even with the entire workforce that is zuckerberg's facebook team i think if they put every single person that is somebody on it i don't think they'd have enough people to build what they wanted to build so now that everyone's focusing on the ai i definitely think we're going to see the metaverse come back harder faster 
and more expensive than ever. We just saw the mm. Apple Vision Pro, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred thousand rand VR headset. That if you're going to buy that, that's how much it's going to cost you, even Ish. before import tax. Hi, so it's very, 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 very interesting to to see how things are going, and just to see that people were saying to Mark Zuckerberg, you know, like two years ago, you really need to focus on AI. And here today, it's basically taking up 80% of the technological you know, breakthroughs that we've had in the last six months. So it's very, very interesting. Um, so that's Amazon working on that. Elon Musk also has now, um, you know, in, in Texas, and I mean, in Las Vegas, there's tunnels that go under the ground, which yeah, cars yeah. use to transport, which are actually built by, <laughs> by Elon Musk's other company called The Boring Company. Okay, its name is The Boring Company. This guy's just full of, like, <sighs> the craziest wow, stuff, man. Yeah. You could write a book about this guy's life and it'll just be chapter one. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, Elon Musk, Tesla's mm. in-tunnels business gets okay to dig more tunnels in Las Vegas. The city has approved Boring Company's plan to extend its network of underground tunnels to 68 miles and 81 stations, 21 within Las Vegas city limits, and 60 in Clark County. In May, the Vegas Loop plan included 65 miles of the claustrophobic single-lane tubes that funnel passengers loaded in Tesla cars. Would you do that? Would you travel 65, no. well, almost close to 100 kilometers in a in a single tunnel, just a tunnel under a city? Mm. No, no. I would like to explore it. It's crazy when you see the the AI self-driving cars going down those tunnels because it is literally like no. squeezing a hair through a, no, 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 you no, know, no. A, a, a needle. No, I've seen videos also on TikTok where people are standing outside and then they're waiting for their, I think it's an Uber Mm. or whatever, taxi service. And here comes the car and it's empty. Like, (laughs) just waiting for you to be the first one in it. You can see they pretty hesitant. They're like, look at this shit. Look at this shit. (laughs) They can't believe it. And then eventually they get in because the car stops and it waits for them to get in. Uh, Earlier this week, uh, there was also a video that went around uh, uh, people uh, in the back of a car with no driver and uh, the cop is showing stop. Stop, but the car is just going. Yeah. So I'm, oh, no. I'm wondering, how do you deal with that in that situation? And the people in the back seat, they're like, "We can't stop. We can't stop. <laughs> we, we, we don't have a driver." And they show him and stuff, you know. So that was quite an interesting scenario. I think it just slowed down a bit, but it didn't stop on on the on on queue. Interesting. It's almost like you would have to train the driverless AI to actually respond to a traffic yeah, officer. Yeah, because he's showing stop and he's <laughs> like stop. Like and a human like driver no would stop, and this car is not really stopping. <laughs> and they like, what do we do now? What do we do now? And and I've also seen these cute little uh, robots. They deliver food all across America now. They have names. People are like, hey, here comes Sky. Remember Sky? <laughs> they've named them. Yeah, they've got names and everything. They've got these cute little circle eyes as well in front, LEDs, and they blink. We are going into and a different world. And eh? here comes the robot. You open up his little thingy. There's your food. You take it out. He turns around, and there he goes. He's even got brake lights. What if you keep the robot? Ooh, it's I like I, I got a, an Uber Eats sandwich and it came with a free robot. <laughs> I 
I would love to keep one. It keeps going back to yeah. McDonald's and fetching me. I wonder. <laughs> I was just wondering, how do they know where to go back to? And what if someone takes the robot and reprograms it? You just like stop at McDonald's <laughs> and pick up the latest delivery and just bring it past the house. Do that. People will do that. Don't you? I worry. can see it happening. You yes, know? someone's gonna be we arrested. Sh- if it ever comes here, we should try doing that. Just you heard it just here keep, first. Keep eh? delivering. Keep delivering to us. But I'm just wondering, how do they know how to go back? They to where they come from. It's almost is somebody. Like the, it's almost like a drone where somebody's controlling it. I think there's different businesses. I think some of the businesses have remote pilots. Like there are actually cars, driverless cars that have pilots that sit in a control center yes. and pilot them around. Yeah. So there might be that. I wouldn't mind flying a drone around delivering parcels, remote control drone delivery. That could be quite cool. But then there's definitely the automated ones as well. These bots are so cute. They'll be like, hey, there's Sky coming to bringing our pizza. And then Sky almost lands up in a ditch. He was like, on the edge. (laughs) On the edge. I can still remember that one week where we were covering the (laughs) driverless cars that have now got so advanced that if you buy a car and you're paying it off every month and you miss a payment, it'll drive itself (laughs) back to the garage. I loved my so it's not even like a joke it's like a real thing it exists that's hilarious it. I couldn't stop laughing that was crazy you wake up in the morning and you've like packed your children into the car to take them to school and you go back inside <laughs> and you come out and it's on its way to the dealership <laughs> like what do you do <laughs> won't even respond to a traffic officer to stop yeah. what is you gonna say about this thing it's not gonna listen to you at all it's gone it's gonna raise your children to clean it <laughs> That is crazy. And on that note, is it a music break? Yes. Okay. Oh my goodness. What a nice, good laugh there. Let's go for some music. This mountains are Mars and riverbeds too. Infinite stars and there's me and you. There's nothing he's doing, just keep on moving and be here now with me Won't you be here now with me Dance, dance, dance Let it be, be, be Dance or love and me Come on and dance, dance, dance Let it be, be, be Dance or love and me Tonight with me
Welcome back to Take Plus, the final stretch for uh, this week. 
very interesting story also is the Competition Commission released a range of remedial actions this week against online platforms aimed at helping smaller businesses uh, compete. Google must provide at least 330 million rand in advertising credits and other support to local small businesses. Uh, Take-A-Lot must also uh, make changes to its website to increase competition from uh, smaller suppliers. They're also looking at online property sites, I I would assume that is Property24. And car sellers must even cut their listing prices for independent agencies and dealers. They now released this statement this week and all the above mentioned companies have 20 days to to appeal good if they have any problems with that you know we'll see what happens but in the end it's it's to benefit the consumer and and also make sure that it's fair you know it is and i back it because you know what if left unchecked and unregulated these mega mega companies will the monopoly yeah. will just build mm-hmm. an empire for themselves and that's be the only one at the table eating every night yeah know? so well done the competition commission of south africa love that love that yeah. and out of south africa it's not like some news about usa's <laughs> new yeah. you know anti-competition quite impressive lawsuit. you know no, that's really cool i like that i back that mm-hmm. back onto um mark zuckerberg for a second Meta's AI personas might launch next month. For anyone that doesn't know what that is, that's basically your virtual reality version of you that you will use as a face when you're on calls and all that sort of stuff. It's quite exciting. It's good to see you know them pushing some of the AI stuff again. And then Instagram is making it harder for people to spam you with DM requests. I don't know how your Instagram DM section looks, but mine is just so full of spam and scams what and uh, what do you call these people message requests and um what do you call these people these trading scams i think so like speak to mr william on whatsapp number he saved my life <laughs> you know like all this <laughs> i get rubbish. all these uh, not coins uh, you get those coin things how you can earn bitcoins but it's all these trading schemes you know mm. like invest uh, 50 rand and get 5,000 rand tomorrow. That kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, like, and now you get 20 got, rand and make two mil in five terrible. days. And now, <laughs> you know, and you get very gullible people. They don't know better, especially the older people. And they fall for that and they give their last 50 rand, you know. Unreal, hey. Only to not see that 5,000 rand tomorrow. Yeah, because sometimes that, that idea that this is legit and real is so nice to sit and think about that you just end up convincing yourself. I remember. I mean, it's it's actually quite rampant that that stuff, eh? I mean, yeah. No, you're right. I haven't even checked uh, the Instagram inbox lately. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad, and they've tried to do stuff to do it. I see even Facebook has problems with it. Everyone has problems with it because it's just these trading schemes, man. It, no I think one can, you call it trading schemes. Twitter is one of actually the best, or X now is was one of the best platforms that I found for dealing with that because. You can't send someone a message unless you both follow each other. That's right, yeah. And that makes it a hundred times harder for... It's the same on TikTok. You also can't send someone a message yeah. unless you both follow each other. Which makes it very difficult to do a, do a deal with a guy like a KOL, like an influencer who you want to run something for your business with. It makes it really hard to get a hold of them and communicate with them. But at the same time, for you as a creator, it stops so many people yeah. from wasting your time on your on your on your inbox but they got clever as well now they create profiles that really look like i don't know if they stole the photo somewhere it actually looks like a real person you see this person follows you you say okay follow back 
and uh, then you get an inbox message and you're like hey hello how's it going whatever and then uh, can I and then when they start with something like this then you must know it's usually something just changed my life forever do you want to hear more about it I was like yeah sure you know I invested <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh damn I thought this was real <laughs> I was hoping I thought it was a new friend oh my word yeah, quite sad so in other news Google will now alert you when your private contact info appears online so That's if nice. you have a mobile number and some personal details associated to your Google account and it starts becoming easily accessible online, you should get a notification from Google to let you know that that has happened. But you would probably have to opt in for this alert. So that's definitely something to look out for. Um, next up is uh, Brave, which is a browser which releases yeah. its own privacy-preserving image and video search. So basically, image, new types of image and video search from Brave Browser. And then uh, Call of Duty, which is an online video game where people play together and kind of do a battle royale type fight, um, has now implemented the ability to show you when a cheater has been booted or kicked from the game, which is quite helpful. Esports just had its biggest competition ever. I think it was $50 million up for grabs in the latest esports competition. $50 million. Imagine you go, imagine, just imagine your brother, your friend, or you go to a place and you play three hours of video games and you come home with $50 million. No, man. That is the level that we're talking that wow. esports has, has climbed to. Sure. Right? It's a massive industry. It's, it's shoulder to shoulder with some sports. It's really, really crazy to see. And Tinder is currently testing out an AI photo selection feature that will help you build your profile. Tinder? Yeah. Okay. So Tinder has an AI assistant that will help you get a date, basically. That if you so they'll break it down. pick the most attractive photo or whatever. Yes. And on the final piece of news, in an interesting turn of events, X or Twitter will now let you turn off your blue tick. So if you bought why? Blue Tick subscription, you can actually turn it off. But why? Because apparently people are freaking out because they're making fun of everybody that's paying for a Twitter subscription. Like it's actually become a thing to make fun of someone for having a Twitter subscription. <laughs> so Twitter's big answer is, well, we'll just let you hide. You know, we'll hide the fact that you pay every month for a Twitter Blue Tick, which I don't understand. Like, why would you pay for a tick that you choose to hide? You know, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But that's the, that's the news for the week. That's Tech Plus for this week. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, no taxi yet, but hopefully you'll get home. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> we shouldn't make fun. <laughs> it's too soon. <laughs> too soon, yeah, absolutely. Okay, thanks so much. Uh, and uh, have a lacquer weekend, and we'll catch up again next week. Amazing. And all of our listeners, thank you for listening. We'll check you next week. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers.